You're listening to Moms Out Loud. You're tired? Tell me how you're tired. <laughs> what am Maybe I we should fill right? people in. Look at this baby. Do a spit. Do a spit. I feel way from the offer. It's fine. It's fine. Hello. It's Rachel. Hi. <laughs> this is Alexa. <laughs> I'm a little out of sorts today, guys. I've been sick, so, but we're here, and we're committed. Yes, and Roland decides that he likes to wake up before 5 a.m., so I'm also here, but we're surviving that <laughs> thriving, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, today, we are going to talk about how to get through your trimester. Yeah, okay, cool. Today, <laughs> we are going to talk about... How to get through your first trimester and kind of just uh, different things that that entails. Yes. And it's been a while for me, but yeah, I still remember. <laughs> it's something you don't really forget. Yeah. And I, I obviously am on my second pregnancy, but the first trimester was pretty much the same. The rest of my pregnancy has been somewhat different than my last one. So I think it'll be cool to kind of go through all this. So let's start with the basics. You have gotten a positive pregnancy test or you missed a period and you go to the doctor and they confirm it or whatever you decide to do. And then you're like, okay, cool. I'm pregnant. Who do I tell? What do I do from here? You know? Yeah. Um, And this is going to look so different for everybody. But we decided to... I'm trying to remember. I think both times... We waited till mid. No, did we wait till after my first trimester to even tell our parents? I don't remember. Honestly, I'm too pregnant to re- try to remember stuff. Oh my gosh. <laughs> do you do you remember what you did? Yeah. Okay. So I was kind of feeling off, and I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna take a pregnancy test, and I think that happened. And I think that happened with all three kids. It's like I would feel kind of off, and I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna do a pregnancy test. And then, and then I was like, well, we're not telling anyone. And I didn't want to tell anyone until like 12 weeks. Yeah. Just because I was scared of like miscarriage and all that stuff. But my husband, I love him, but he can't keep his mouth shut. And (laughs) and like he would tell people, well, not people. I mean, he would tell his family because he was so excited and he wanted them to be excited. Um, And so he would spill the beans and he's like don't worry I'm just gonna tell my parents but they were so excited and they would spill the beans and basically I would have like this random person texting me not random but like random in the family where it's like we never talked (laughs) to you but they would be texting me like hey I heard that you're pregnant oh my gosh this is so exciting and I'd be like Lael who did you tell (laughs) oh no (laughs) um just because I was scared of like, I didn't want everyone to know my business. Like if I did have a miscarriage, I didn't want to have that conversation with everybody, you know? So, um, thankfully like the first time around I, it was fine. But then the second time I was like, you're not telling anybody. And then I did end up having a miscarriage. So, I was glad that no one knew because then I didn't have to have that conversation. So then with our, our last two, um, 
I don't know yeah, if I knew waited. that. Yeah, I never really tell, told anyone because I had the miscarriage really early, um, like eight weeks. So yeah. it was just one of those things like I was, we were really excited for a little while, but then we weren't telling anyone because, and then, yeah. And then the, I got pregnant with Angela like a month or two later. So it was, you know, we didn't have to wait too much longer for another baby. And so I just never told anyone and I was thankful that not everyone knew. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so then with our last two, it's like we just waited because we were just like, yeah, again, I just didn't want to have that conversation, so. Yeah, so for, I'm honestly, if I remember correctly, I think the first time we waited until after first trimester, I, I think, um, or maybe I can't remember because we told all of our parents in person because that's what we wanted to do. So we like, as we saw our parents in the first trimester, we told them all, yeah. I'm pretty sure because Luke deployed right at the, towards the end of my first trimester. And I feel yeah. like we'd already told everybody at that point, like parents only, parents only. And then after grand after first trimester, we told grandparents because I felt like okay with us having to tell our parents if we lost a baby, but not everybody. I didn't want to have right. to like. It's just I like tons of people in my family have had them, so it's not like I like that it wouldn't be taboo in any way. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. But it's also I'm just really weird and private about my pregnancies in general, and so. Yeah, I didn't I didn't rush to tell anybody and then I didn't announce till I was 6 months pregnant like to everybody else. People only knew I was pregnant if they had seen me. Because right. I would tell people who saw me. Um all the time cuz they would notice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, no, I wasn't in a rush to tell anybody just because I didn't want to talk about it all the time. I know that's so weird, but I right. yeah, cuz like, there's nothing wrong with being so excited and wanting to talk about it all the time. I just was like, my husband's gone. I'm doing this all by myself. I don't want to talk about it with everybody, you know? Yeah. So, because it, I don't know. It, yeah. And then this time, I also don't remember, even though it wasn't, it's, I'm still pregnant with that same child. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I think we told our parents either during... No, not – I think we told them during the first trimester. I think we told them early or this time. Um, and I just told people as I saw them or, like, if I wasn't going to see people, like, right after I'd, I called and or FaceTimed. But we just did parents and then, once again, after first trimester, grandparents and other people and things like that. So – and I think I announced a little bit earlier this time at, like – five months pregnant <laughs> <laughs> I know I think the way that you told me was you sent me a picture you're like oh yeah here's my Marine Corps ball picture and I was like oh I, is that when I found out or did I know sooner I think I called the I so I sent you the picture but I don't think you noticed and then that I was pregnant in it and then I think I called you and like mentioned something and I was like oh by the way I'm pregnant and you were just like what <laughs> Yeah, Be- because well, I, I noticed like, in I... the Marine Corps ball picture, or did you send me a different picture? I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. I feel like I sent you a picture and you didn't notice until I had told you. Oh, 
But you also and knew we were trying. Yeah. I think. No, and I think you I told me about... on Marco Polo one day. I think you did. <sighs> I remember yeah. being on the phone with you, though. I thought. Or maybe not. Maybe it was Marco Polo. But yeah. anyways, I just remember thinking it would be super funny if I tried to tell you on a podcast. But then I decided against it because that, like, that's, I don't know. Maybe that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't, and I wanted to be able to tell you, like, before I told the whole world anyways for yeah. a while. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just kind of how I did it. I'm weird. I know some people tell everybody right away and they're fine with that. And I know some people wait till after first trimester to feel a little bit more secure in the pregnancy. And that's fine too. I think you just kind of have to take into consideration that if you tell people as soon as you find out, you may have to, you know, come back and tell them something that's going to be really hurtful for you to have to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, because yeah. I have seen that happen a lot, a lot of times because miscarriage, unfortunately, is super common. And uh, yeah, I think some people don't take that into account. <clears throat> right. Well, and I think I would feel comfortable telling my parents um, stuff like that. Um, but we wanted to be fair, you know, so it's like if I told my parents, then we would have to tell his parents because we wanted all that to just be even you know yeah yeah definitely so no I get that and that's why we tell all of our parents like roughly at the same time but I think I told like my mom first because she happened to be like coming to visit yeah and so she was there so whoever we see first gets to know first (laughs) it's kind of just how it goes um but yeah so that's kind of that's kind of that right yeah. So when does morning sickness start for you? I generally start getting sick around six weeks, but I usually know I'm pregnant really early. So I think I knew I was pregnant by at least three weeks with both. Yeah. Only because I knew the day I got pregnant with Roland and I knew we were trying. So I was like on top of take testing. So six weeks, I start to feel a little queasy and then I will start to throw up and then I don't stop till 12 to 14 weeks. And it's really cool. Yikes. Yeah. Seems (laughs) horrible. See, I, all my pregnancies have been pretty like easy, like morning sickness. It's just kind of like it will come and go really quickly and I never really was barfing or anything like that. Um, I would just kind of feel a little nauseous and it was more had to do with smells. So it's if I got a a smell. So I was working at Starbucks when I was pregnant with Eric and I would, I would do the morning shift. So I was there at like four 30 in the morning. It was ridiculous. Um, I ended up quitting cause I was like, I can't do this pregnant, (laughs) but I would get there at four 30 in the morning and I would have to set up like the food like the food in the display and then like all the coffee and just all those smells were so strong. I would have to run to the bathroom and I never ended up barfing because I have like, I have like this like iron, what do you call iron stomach? It's like, it's really hard for me to barf actually. So, um, but I'll just feel really nauseous and then I'll let the moment pass. But that, that happens first trimester. It's like just smells really good to me. So I get sick by smells. I get sick by 
looking at stuff that looks gross. I get sick by being too hungry. I get sick by being too full. I get sick by thinking of anything gross. Like I know, I just, I just get sick so easily and I can't cook. I can't open the fridge. I like, it's horrible. I just try to drink water and I've done all the weird things they tell you to do for nausea. Nothing has ever worked for me. So not I'll even ginger, sick. like ginger gum or anything like nope, that. That's not nothing. How- I've done all of it. All the pops, all the like literally all the gimmicks, sea bands, yeah. you know, like yeah. the oils. I even did um, Unisom and B12. I tried that when I was pregnant with Roland because that's what they gave me at the hospital. Yeah. And yeah, no sleeping pills during the day for real. No. <laughs> I was like literally passed out all the time. And I was like, that's so weird. Why am I so sleepy? Like not just pregnancy sleepy, but like drugged because I don't really take medicine. And I like, I like looked at the bottle and looks like you're taking sleeping pills. And I was like, what? And that's what they prescribe. Unisom, a sleeping pill and B12. And I'm like, no, I need to be able to be awake. So that's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yep, that I know plenty of people that that's like worked for, but that that's what they prescribe, and um, I don't know. Yeah, nothing works for me. I just have to uh, be sick and lose a bunch of weight and like drag my body around the house. Oh. The house gets I'm disgusting. Sorry, I'm laughing. This I is don't just cook. So sad. It's bad, dude. And like, especially because the first time I could sleep whenever I wanted, I could. Like, just kind of take my own pace. But this time I had to be awake and take care of a toddler. So it was 10 times harder. Well, probably like 50 times harder, honestly. Because it's not like I could just sleep all the time. I downloaded a DoorDash and got whatever sounded good in the moment delivered, like, immediately. And hoped that it stayed down. And just did that for a good six weeks. Yeah. Sounds horrible. Yeah, it's not awesome. you had to go through that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but hey i mean at least we have perspectives of different experiences i guess right yeah. so well and that's yeah. why yeah and since i never was barfing i i always had a hard time with weight gain actually so um the doctors were always telling me like oh you're gaining too much weight and i'm like i'm sorry i can't help i can't help it so <laughs> i saw so the opposite end well i swear they say that to people like no matter what because I always lose weight in the first trimester and then I swear I put it on fast in the second because I'm starving like starving and yeah obviously try to eat the right things and eat in moderation but also don't (laughs) like don't take it so seriously you know I don't know right yeah. I guess I just get sad because I know people who like lose weight their whole pregnancy because they just try to eat so healthy and it's like you really shouldn't be losing weight when you're pregnant unless yeah. you're overweight. So This is your time to just, you know, have a good time. Yeah, like I mean, there's a balance, but for me, I remember wanting jalapeno Cheetos, like hot jalapeno Cheetos, just not like all the time but I, this time I just was like I'm really in the mood for jalapeno Cheetos and I ate them and it was wonderful you know so it's just one of those things where it's yeah. like I rarely eat stuff like that but I'm a love 
When, so. so when I was pregnant with Eric, I'm sure I've said it on another episode before, but when I was pregnant with Eric, we lived in San Clemente, and so they have really good Mexican food. And, um, yeah, I would get Mexican food literally morning, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, I would just eat Mexican food every day, all day long. It was so good. And then sometimes I would crave, like, a cake, and I would literally go to the Ralph's and buy a, a cake. And, yeah, that was my first pregnancy. It was amazing. I gained about six, 50, 60 pounds. What? <laughs> I was <laughs> ginormous. It was amazing, you guys. That's the only time I can't that even can really believe eat. that. And, wow. like, be like, I'm just pregnant. And no one says anything except the doctors. <laughs> so... That's true, I guess, right? I so my uh, doctors don't even say anything. Like at this point, I'm not I'm not weighed by this um, provider. So that's oh, cool. that's nice. Yeah, my midwives yeah, never weighed me unless one. I wanted to get weighed. And I think with Tyler, I was just like, no, I'm good, and they just didn't care. Yeah, exactly. They take my blood pressure. What more do they need? Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about fatigue a little because I think it's super normal for everybody in their first trimester to just be dead, like be so yeah. sleepy. And if you have a lot of kids, you're not like just sleeping anytime you want. But if this is your first pregnancy, seriously, seriously take advantage of that like ability if you're sleepy take a nap it doesn't matter take two three naps a day go to bed at 7 p.m just do it your body needs it and it makes the world of difference to be rested when you're in that like early stage of growing your baby so i just wanted to mention that because a lot of people are like well i can't nap well then go lay in your bed and take a rest okay and i bet you'll fall asleep because <laughs> that's why you'll be so tired yeah that's what i enjoyed about my first pregnancy i was able to nap whenever I wanted and then when I think it hit my like the middle of my second trimester and I told Lael I was like listen I think I'm gonna quit my job because I really can't wake up early but that's when they wanted me there because I was more experienced and so like I could set up and um and so I was like well give me other hours then they would give me night hours um because then they would want me to help like clean up you know because just because I was more of an experienced worker they were just like they were putting me in places that they needed me and I was like I don't I can't do early morning can't do (laughs) late night late at night yeah I was telling Leo I was like I think I'm just gonna quit because we don't really need the I mean it was nice having the extra money but I was like I think this is my time and so he let me quit and so then I was able to just nap and relax and like take walks when I wanted and that was so nice to just like go into that birth feeling kind of relaxed you know so definitely when you have more kids that changes you still have the fatigue but you have other people to watch and Eric was always good with naps so like with Angela's pregnancy he would take naps with me when I had two of them when I had Eric and Angela no one would be taking naps at the same time but it but Eric was really good with just, like, leaving me alone for a long period of time. Like, I would turn on a show for him, and then I could nap. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I would choose napping over doing chores at that point in my life. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, never feel like, oh, I have to do the laundry. Oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do that. No. If your husband's bothering you about that, then you need to have a talk. Because... <laughs> 
<laughs> you need to rest and grow that baby, you know? So. Yeah, my first trimester, my house was horrifying. I would never have wanted anybody to come over. Um, but Luke did not make a peep. He cleaned toilets when they were horrifying. He, <laughs> you know, just kind of threw away my 100 bags of takeout trash and kind of took care of dishes and stuff um, because I didn't even try because I couldn't. I could not do it. Well, it's good for the guys to clean up too because all those chemical smells, I mean, depending on what you're using, if you're using thieves, that's one thing. But if you're using other chemicals, it's not good when you're pregnant anyway to smell those fumes. So I just couldn't have done it. I couldn't have done it. There's no way I could have dragged myself around to do it. And I felt really bad because I usually like to keep it pretty nice. But Luke was very understanding, which I'm thankful for. And if he wasn't, I would have beat him up. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, like, I can't even imagine him being like, man, it's pretty dirty in here. And I'd be like, oh, is it? As I throw up 17 more times that day. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it was bad because this time, because my pelvic floor muscles are not so here, um, I if I get sick, because I get violently sick, I would pee. So I'd be oh, literally, yeah. like, naked in the bathroom on a towel peeing and throwing up and I'd be like okay come tell me how the house is dirty yeah. <laughs> as I'm throwing up and peeing myself because it's just like it wouldn't have happened you know what I mean you can't see, see, <laughs> see someone doing that and then think oh man they need to get their life together yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> see because since I never looked sick and to this day whenever I get sick it's like unless I'm barfing I don't look sick and so I'll have to just, Lael will look at me and be like, so the dishes need to be done. And I'm just, I look at him like this death stare and I'm just like, you're going to walk away now. <laughs> I'd be like, oh man, do they? Well, the, the sponge is right there if you yeah. want to have a go. So. <laughs> oh, my oh man. Yeah. But I guess I just wanted to kind of talk about that so that people can give themselves grace and yeah. nap and eat bad stuff or eat good stuff whatever you need to do to kind of survive because for me it's strictly about surviving yeah. because it's horrible so yeah yeah survive is- and you'll be fine and it'll, it'll come to an end and hopefully at least if you're not one of those people who has it the whole time and then guess what your house your house will be clean again or you can hire yeah. someone to come help you <laughs> <laughs> well and i think too because the season it, sometimes when you're pregnant it's like you feel like, oh, man, I'm really destroying my other children right now. Like, because I can't give them all my energy and all my love and all this. You know, I really feel that way every single time. And, um, but really, it's just a small, a short season. It's like, let them watch more TV than usual. It's going to be okay. They'll get over it. They'll, they actually enjoy it. And, um, (laughs) you know, and it's like, it doesn't last forever. And then when you're done being pregnant, you can go back to like, being the best mom ever you know so don't beat yourself up about about that season so definitely because yeah that was hard for me too because I just was like trying to get Roland to do anything that could entertain him and I felt so bad that I was just like not so fun but he was super cool about it and uh we're out of that part now so just a season just a season But the last thing I wanted to talk about is the fact that in your first trimester, you should be researching your care options and then deciding what type of birth care provider you want and where you want your birth. 
Um, And that sounds like a lot, but I'll kind of talk about what my experiences have been. And you'll see that I decided during my first pregnancy to switch care providers, like at the end of my second trimester. So don't think just because you're like, oh, well, I, I just thought I wanted to do this. Doesn't mean you can't switch later. You can definitely switch. You can always switch because I actually know people who like hire some OB and they just end up really disliking them and not liking the care and feeling like they're not getting like the care they deserve. And they're like, well, I'm so late in my pregnancy. Who cares? You do not have to give birth with them. If you are feeling uncomfortable or like they don't care, you can give birth with the on-call doctor like I did. So yeah, just exactly. keep in mind that you're never, you are never stuck. You know, I don't want anybody to ever feel like, oh, well, I'm stuck even though they don't listen to any of the things I say that I want to do or they joke, they, you know, make jokes or whatever. That's not, you ha- you have a choice. So anyways, for me, I... When I got pregnant with Roland, I thought I wanted to have a birth center birth because I always knew I wanted to have a natural birth. So I wanted to have birth in a birth center, but the closest one was two hours away and you had to see them for all your prenatal care to be able to give birth there. So that means I would be driving there at least once a month, um, four hours to go to that appointment and then even more often in my third trimester. And I was like, yeah, that sounds absolutely horrible. So I started researching other options and came across home birth. And I always thought home birth was super weird and scary and insane (laughs) and weird and gross. You know, like I was just like, that's weird. That's not even like a thing. And once I decided I wanted like an out of hospital birth, then after I couldn't have the birth center, I started going really deep into home birth. And then I met a bunch of people who had home births just by chance. And then I was like, oh, I could totally do that. (laughs) And then I fell in love with the idea of home birthing. And so I saw majority of my prenatal care at the Naval Hospital on base, knowing that I wasn't planning to give birth at the hospital anyways, but the care was free. (laughs) So I just saw whoever and... um, just, you know, to keep track of the baby and all that stuff. And then when I found the home birth midwife I wanted to hire, I transferred. And that was towards the end of my second trimester. So, yeah, that's what that looked mm. like. And that. second pregnancy, I kn- oh, and if you obviously if you've listened to our birth stories, you know that I didn't end up having a home birth. I ended up getting transferred to the hospital. But if you want to know more about that, go back and listen to our birth story episode. Um, but for my second pregnancy, I hired a home birth midwife as well. I didn't even go to hospitals or anything to have it confirmed. I just, well, I went to my PCM and they confirmed the pregnancy so that I could get referrals for an endocrinologist because I have a thyroid disease. And so they have to keep track of that while you're pregnant. But other than that, yeah, I just did research on who I wanted for my home birth and interviewed them, found someone I loved, and I've been getting all my care from them ever since. So that's what that looked like for me. Yeah. Love it. So yeah, so with my first birth, and again, like, I think we go into more detail in our birth stories, like you said. Um, Yeah. But yeah, for my first pregnancy, when I found out I was pregnant, I think it was just a given I was going to the hospital, and I wanted an epidural, and like, I wanted to just do it the normal way. 
And my stepmom had had a home birth with my sister um, at 43. So like I, that was kind of in the back of my head. And I kept asking my husband, I was like, do we want to do like, do we even want to consider that? And he was against it. Cause it, he's like, no, it's not safe. You know, like when you're not educated about things, it's like, oh, well anything out of the normal just seems not safe. You know, it's true. It's so true. Yeah. So like we didn't even consider home birth. Um, also we would have to pay out of pocket and we're like, you know what are like having a baby at the hospital be free for us. Um, like on base. And so we just went with that. But then what really hit me and I didn't even read up, like we didn't take any classes. Um, I was reading like one book. I think I was reading one. Yeah. I was reading like one book about birth. I think it was just like a basic, like what to expect kind of thing. Um, or like the pregnancy Bible. I think that's what I was reading. I was reading the pregnancy Bible just like, cause I felt like I had to read something. Um, so I started that, but then it really hit me in my second trimester. Um, my sister-in-law's best friend had a really tough like C-section, like she had a C-section and then she, she couldn't lift baby for six weeks. Like oh, it was this yeah. big thing. That's so sad. And I was like, Oh no, like I live four hours away from close my closest family. Like I can't do that. So I started doing research on like how do I not do that? Like how like I don't I didn't even know if it was possible, but I just started researching like I can't be immobilized for six weeks because then I'd be I'd be forced to have someone living with us for six weeks and like lifting my baby. Like there was no one in my life that I wanted around for six weeks, you know? And yeah. so Um, so I started researching and when I found out that epidurals actually like, um, they raise your C-section rate, I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm not doing that. Like my whole pregnancy, I just thought, I just thought, well, everyone gets an epidural. That's what I'm going to do. And when I found out that it raises your C-section rate, I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm not doing that. So how do I not get an epidural? And so it really opened my eyes to the world of like mid- midwives and doulas and all that, like having a natural birth. And that happened in yeah. late in my second trimester. I hired a doula late in my second trimester. Um, and actually, no, I hired her in my third trimester. It was crazy. It was like last minute changes. And I was like, I just want to have a natural birth. I don't even know if I can do it, but, and I haven't done a lot of research, but, and so she was like, okay, I'll be there. And she ended up being really wonderful. And I ended up being able to have that natural birth in the hospital, um, and then choose home births for my next two. Um, but yeah, so you can definitely change. So my first trimester, I definitely went in thinking hospital, epidural, this is what I'm doing. And then I was able to change, um, my thought process a little later and I still, I tell people this, um, I, I saw three different midwives on the Air Force base. So they, they offer you to choose doctors or midwives um, and have them in the hospital. And so I had chosen midwives and I just got an on-call doctor anyway, like a random on-call doctor. All three midwives were gone during my birth. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, all three of them. And I didn't even see them until 48 hours later. And so... 
just it goes to show that even if you're like, oh, I want this specific doctor and this is what we're doing, sometimes it doesn't even work out that way. So unless you do have a home birth Ooh, where nine times out of ten it doesn't. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> right. because at the at the hospital, doctors are on rotation. Um yep. so if they went home for the night, sorry, they're probably not coming back because you're giving birth now. I'm not always yeah. the case. Not always the case, okay. But nine times out of ten. <laughs> some okay, so some doctors we had a really good doctor actually, but I um but we would have had to pay copayments and we were like, Well, we'll just do base care. There was a good doctor in Vegas who actually he would get called. Like he was always on call. He was like, No, I wanna see my my people come to me to have me. So he would oh, go really? home. Oh, yeah, and they okay. would call Maybe him. Maybe it's just because I'm used to naval. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I think that that's for most hospitals, too. I mean, I I think unless you're a rare case of, like, maybe you're a special person, I, I'm i thinking most hospitals are, like, the on rotation. So if we're wrong, let us know. But, yeah, with base, that's how it is. So it's like I had seen other people through my whole pregnancy and then got this random doctor. And thankfully, the doctor I got was so good. Um and I was actually really thankful. I was like, man, I should have just been seeing her the whole time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So That's awesome. But yeah, cho- choosing care and always being able to change it, but just kind of being really knowledgeable about what you want and why, um, it helps. It helps to start in the first trimester to get going. Yeah. So Yeah, definitely. Because changing things at the very end is, is kind of hectic. <laughs> it is. It is. And that's why this time it was so much like better to – hire who I wanted right away right and she comes to my house whenever I have an appointment she does all in-home pre and postnatal care that's so nice so it's so nice it's so nice and obviously I pay fully out of pocket for that because TRICARE is not all on board with the home births just yet because they have birthing facilities so they're like come do it here where we don't have to pay anyone <laughs> so right um okay. But I know plenty of people who have home births paid for by their insurance. Um, And yeah, obviously, do your birth however you want, but just be really informed on what you want. That way you can just choose the best care for what you want and be your best advocate. And uh, yeah. Can I say one thing? Never make a big decision like this based off of money. I mean, I know that's a big thing and some people can't afford certain things. And so... You kind of have, you kind of do have to let money play into it, but at the same time, don't make the decision based off of money. Cause I think in, in our first birth and experience was, it wasn't ideal. And I think if we had paid out of pocket to see the doctor that I had wanted off base, it would have been worth it. And my husband always tells guys now, he's like, oh yeah, I loved our home births. It was worth every single penny now that we've had them done, you know? And he doesn't mind. We paid $2,000. You know, it's like, he's like, I don't even care. It was the best experience for all of us. And, um, and it was worth the payments and it was worth all that, you know? So if you can afford it, you know, like you don't want to afford something, but you can really think about the experience because, um, yeah. Don't don't let yeah, that, me that's make a, that call for you. <laughs> so. That's actually such a such a good thing to mention because I am so like cheap, frugal, whatever you want to say. I am so frugal and I just I get really scared off by price tags, but 
Luke and I knew we wanted to have a home birth this time, so we started putting money aside for it because we knew we'd have to pay out of pocket for it. And this is over double what we paid last time. And so that's a bummer. But at the same time, it's worth it to us. And people who don't have insurance at all pay upwards of 10 grand for just a hospital birth, upwards of 10 grand. So in that case, home birth is a thousand times cheaper. And... Yeah. yeah, that it's you it's you having your babies. How, how many times are you going to do that? You know what I mean? Right. Like probably only a handful. <laughs> so, definitely don't cheat yourself out of an experience that you want to have because of money because that's just something you can't get back. So, no. I love that you brought that up because yeah, I especially coming from someone who definitely gets scared off by big price tags. It's so worth it. And I'm thankful that Luke's always like, no, this is going to be better. And like, it's going to be worth it to like pay for the experience that you dream to have. So yeah, yeah, definitely. If you have to save up, do it. If you have to make payment plans, do it. If that's what you want, because it's going to be so worth it. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cool. Well, I think that's pretty much it for first trimester. And Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I think so. I think we hit on everything. Cool. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed a little peek into our first trimesters and hope that this helped you. And we'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can contact us at momsoutloudpodcast at gmail.com with questions, topic ideas, and collaborations. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Out Loud. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.